you can join the fight to defend employee-funded and association PACs by texting NABPAC to 52886. Message and data rates may apply. Welcome back to the Facts About PACs podcast. I'm Michaela Isler, NABPAC's Executive Director, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, the fabulous Adam Belmar. Good day to you, sir. Well, thank you very much. And we have got some exciting news to share on the podcast today, Michaela. We do indeed, Adam. We have a fantastic keynote speaker for our 2021 NAPAC Reconnect in-person conference at the National Housing Center here in D.C. And that's coming up on November 10th. This one-day event is our first in-person gathering in 2021. Adam, I don't know about you, but I am so excited for us to be able to get back together as a community and really reconnect after, gosh, 18 months of being in this virtual environment. I am so ready. And for those of you who register and attend, you will be joined by Ari Fleischer, who is confirmed as our keynote speaker. In-person meetings has always been the hallmark of NAPAC. And we really all suffered through the pandemic, Michaela, being unable to be together. And this time we've got this remarkable keynote speaker who is fantastic in person. If you've never met him, insights that are so worth getting together with Ari Fleischer on And I have to say, since it's in town and it's only one day, this is a destination date for everybody in our audience, Michaela. I could not be more excited about it. I'm making plans to see some other friends that day. And it's it's kind of like a vacation, but it's work. (laughs) Well, that's right. And, you know, I think not only with the pandemic, but just everything that we as a community have been through this year, our keynote speaker in particular is going to provide some incredible insights on managing through a crisis, which I feel like we have been through one crisis after another this year. And so it's it's really going to be a phenomenal opportunity for the PAC community to continue to learn how to you know really proactively shape your message for your key stakeholders, manage through your press inquiries, and really protect your PAC's reputation with actionable and tangible steps that really you're going to be able to implement right away once he's done with his incredible presentation. I had an opportunity to hear him speak at the end of August at another conference, and it was just the right message at the right time for our members. So we are thrilled to have Ari Fleischer with us. So breaking news for all of our listeners today. Absolutely right. And you know what? We're just getting started here on episode 58 of the number one PAC podcast in America. And coming up in just a minute, the inside scoop on a brand new program that PAC managers and government affairs leaders in D.C. have access to. We'll talk about leveling the playing field for congressional and corporate government relations interns with Daquan Bruce from College to Congress. The Facts About PACs podcast is produced especially for the members of the National Association of Business Political Action Committees. In every episode, we recap this week's NAPPA activities, share actionable intelligence and best practices, all while connecting the PAC community, Michaela. Thanks so much, Adam. And joining us now, Daquan Bruce, Development Director at College to Congress. If you know the name, it's because he's one of us. Daquan came to NABPAC as a PAC manager for Iron Mountain, and his commitment to issues of diversity, equity, and inclusion made him an asset on our DE&I task force. 
Well, I was very sad to see Daquan leave the PAC community directly. I'm just thrilled to see that he has taken on another important career advancement that really in many ways bring him full circle, Adam. So Daquan, without further ado, welcome to the Facts About PACs podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's so great to be here with y'all today. Well, Daquan, your professional story is one that hinged on the amazing support you received from others in particular, College to Congress. And to know you is to know that energy and hard work is your stock and trade. Share with everyone listening how critical that outside support can be in empowering equitable opportunities for people with limited financial means and really no political connections in DC. Absolutely. You know, as a kid, I, I always knew that I wanted to be involved in government and politics. When everybody would ask me, what do you want to do to grow up? Most kids would say, oh, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. You know, I want to be a NBA player. For me, it was, I want to be an astronaut and I want to be president <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> but um, I always knew that I had to be involved in government. Uh, but understanding the reality of where and when I grew up, I didn't have the connections or the resources needed to have that experience and be politically active. I came from a very apolitical family. It wasn't until high school that I was given the opportunity to campaign and volunteer in that capacity. And that's when I realized that in order to have the opportunity to really be involved politically, to make the change that I wanted to see, I had to be in DC. I had to live here. I had to build a career and a life here in public service. But it wasn't until college that I actually got the opportunity to do so. I had been offered several other internship opportunities here in DC, but because I didn't have the financial means to do it, and to take an unpaid internship, I had to turn both of those opportunities down. And my senior year of college, I was given the opportunity to intern with College to Congress. And not only did they fund my congressional internship, but they gave me a world of opportunity. And they provided me training that allowed me to be a leader within my office and my internship at the time. They provided me a network of mentors and peers who were doing the work that I wanted to do. These mentors and these peers encouraged me and they still, even to this day, we keep in contact and they help push me along that route of accomplishing what it is my personal mission is. Um, but most importantly, College to Congress leveled the playing field for me and provided an opportunity for a young boy who came from the South side of Chicago, from a single parent household, you know, who didn't have political connections, who didn't have the financial means to be here. They provided me a chance, just like everyone else here. And that has been the deciding factor for my life and it's put me on the journey that I'm on today. So as Michaela mentioned, you are a known quantity in our space, a former member of NABPAC who was really active and a friend to everybody. Talk for a second about how College to Congress and that experience that you were afforded on Capitol Hill opened the door for you at Iron Mountain. It was your last job where you served as government affairs associate, corporate PAC manager. I think people would love to know what is it that inspired Daquan Bruce to keep moving on and forward? You were on the other side of the equation. You were learning about helping provide campaign support to leaders? My philosophy in life has always been to keep moving forward and never discount an opportunity that's provided to you. And as an intern, I would interact with all these individuals who come into the office and, and say, you know, I have a meeting with so-and-so. 
And it wasn't until like halfway through my internship, I'm a little embarrassed about it, that I actually asked the question of, who are these people? Tell me a little bit about them. And I met one guy and he was like, oh, I'm a lobbyist. And I was like, what is that? Like, wait, what, 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 do, you, what do you do? And we talked and, and he opened my eyes to a whole new world. And so being exposed to the government affairs space as an intern and then coming back to the Hill as a staffer for a committee and then being on the receiving end of that advocacy sparked my interest in understanding how these various things work. But it wasn't until I transitioned to the government affairs space and transitioned to Iron Mountain that I understood how corporate interests mirror public interests and help advance policy initiatives that benefit not only organizations, but the communities in which they operate, the individuals who work for them, and then the individuals who receive that product or service. And so transitioning to the government affairs space gave me a view of why it is important for companies and corporations to be involved politically. And so transitioning to the PAC side of things, as a PAC manager, I saw how that actually worked. I was always interested in that. You hear a lot about it on TV, you know, this perception of corporate PACs. However, being in that space allowed me to see the facts from fiction, so to speak. Daquan, the reason why I love your story is you really were on the ground floor at NAPAC when we began our DEI task force and our work. And as you know, one of our major priorities is building a diverse pipeline for young professionals to come to Washington and understand not only the PAC side of our business, but to really jump in like you did and become a PAC manager and learn that this is a whole professional career that maybe you otherwise wouldn't have known about. And so would love to just talk a little bit about the skills that you developed as a PAC manager over at Iron Mountain and how you are using them really in your role today at C2C? Well, most importantly, I would say I learned to keep my one pages to one page because no one reads the other side. <laughs> also an important skill that I learned, I learned research on a whole new level. Having the academic background, but also having that hill background, you know how to do the research, you know how to figure out and convey the complex ideas. But in the PAC space and in the government affairs route, we're tasked with conveying very complex ideas, 50 page white paper on a topic down to a single page that's easy for a member to understand. Or, you know, if you talk about on the flip side, government affairs, separate of the PAC, you're tasked with conveying this information to a Hill staffer. And think about the profile of a Hill staffer. That's oftentimes someone in their mid-20s who graduated with a degree in political science. And if they wanted to really change the world, maybe some IR, international affairs is, is thrown in there. And they're tasked with fielding all of this information that's coming from multiple sides about an issue area they know very little about oftentimes, and then using that to inform their bosses and the decisions that they make. And we understand that decisions are only as good as the information that we are provided. And so research became a very important skill for me because in my current role, that's essentially what I'm doing. I am taking information about these individuals who are just like myself, and I'm conveying it to various elected officials, to various partners, to help them understand the importance of the DEI work. And another thing I would say is executive communication, learning to speak to people who have a very high view of an organization uh, structure, whether it's a, a CEO or executive vice president, and then also communicating with a member. Those are very different types of communication, um, and they're oftentimes very difficult to master. The most important skill I was able to develop is coalition building, bringing together partners 
and creating strategic partnerships from oftentimes very unlikely places, but sharing with individuals how our goals and how our mission aligns with their goals and their mission oftentimes create the best outcomes for all parties. Jaquan, I want to take another second to dive into DEI before we really pivot to this fascinating corporate allies program that College to Congress has developed and is implementing. As Michaela mentioned, you were an important part of our DEI task force. What should people outside our association know about the very real commitment? that you've witnessed that exists to include people from various backgrounds here in the corporate space? I think the most important thing that people should understand about this work is that it's an iterative process, meaning that it's going to take time. You have to keep at the work. It takes little incremental changes for the big monumental changes to come. And I also want people to understand that this work requires a 100% commitment from everyone involved. And that's something that we have here in the NAPPAC community. Everyone on the DEI task force was 100% committed to the work and remains 100% committed to the work. PACs aren't pushing DEI for show. We want the action, we want the change, but it doesn't come overnight. You know, NAPPAC is really putting in the effort to diversify not just the members that they have with the association, but the corporations themselves that are part of this organization. It's not just checking boxes to say that we've done it, but this requires strategic thinking, a mindset towards systems changing by including people of diverse backgrounds, of underrepresented backgrounds and lived experiences. We're able to now affect change and the type of individuals we get elected, the type of policies that are now being put forth. Jaquan, the mission at College to Congress is certainly aligned with the Employee Funded and Business Trade Association PAC mission, and I know you know that firsthand. One is investing in the leaders of today, and one is investing in the leaders of tomorrow. So how is College to Congress expanding and building on success right now? In 2020, we launched our Corporate Allies Program. And I was fortunate enough to be a participant of the Corporate Allies Program from the corporate side and helping launch. And now in my role, I I oversee the Corporate Allies Program. And this program was created from an understanding that Congress is a lot larger than just the people inside the halls and chambers. Working at Iron Mountain showed me how the various advocates and PACs and special interests are all a part of this ecosystem that drives policy and legislation. And so in order to meet that need of diversifying those pools, we created the Corporate Allies Program to diversifying the pipelines of individuals that go into the policymaking process. And what I simply mean is that in order to have more human-centered policy, have more representation of you know, the individuals like myself who come from the South Side of Chicago, we had to include those individuals with those diverse voices and experiences in the Hill adjacent career paths, in the government affairs shops, in the PACs, and in the ground grassroots advocacy areas. And so this was something that we began to rely on our partners for. Well, College to Congress has built a great reputation. They've won over champions like you through programs that obviously work. And growing on that success into the corporate space makes perfect sense because 
we are a very interactive community in Washington and bringing people who would be public servants and making sure that they reflect the communities that they hail from is the only way we can truly have sustainable change. So I think I want, I want to ask the question that all of our listeners are probably thinking to Quan, how can NAPAC members get involved in the corporate allies program with C2C? There are many ways that corporations and PACs can be involved with us. One is become a sponsor, help support our mission and help directly invest in the leaders of tomorrow by sponsoring an intern with us. And the beauty of sponsoring an intern is that our corporate allies are able to have a direct line in supporting this intern. They can support them to intern on the Hill, or they can support them to intern in their office, in their government affairs shops, or in their PAC. And they are able to help with the development of these interns by being included in our leadership series that we provide for all of our interns. These series cover a wide range of topics and interests from navigating career paths on the Hill to navigating career paths in the corporate space, to more personal development ideas and issues and topics. Another way is to become a mentor. We have over 1,400 students who have been trained via our virtual College to Congress University platform. These students and their training is now recognized by our more than 90 congressional champions in their offices. So we have a direct way for students to get the experience and get the necessary tools they need to become interns. However, what they lack is now mentors who can help guide them and navigate them. 90% of our alumni who served in our summer field programs have continued on to careers in public service post their College of Congress internship. 50% of those students have stayed in D.C. and some now work on the Hill in various capacities from staff assistance to legislative assistance. And in our five-year history, we've already produced three elected or appointed officials across the country. The, the change in the investment that our corporate partners make are happening now, and it's producing tomorrow's leaders today. Daquan, I'm so impressed with College to Congress, but I'm, I'm even more impressed with your personal story and your passion for helping students get to D.C. and chasing their dreams. It's really, in many respects, changing the trajectory of so many young men and women for the rest of their lives. And I love the stats that, you know, 50 percent stay in D.C. And to see the success that y'all are having in your five short years is remarkable. What is your personal message to Congress and corporations and the next generation of public servants you serve? To Congress and corporations, our partners in this mission to diversify the institution, my main message is invest in your teams and invest in the talent that you have around you. Decisions are only as good as the information that's being provided. And information is often filtered through a personal lens of experience and worldviews. And so it's important for our leaders to have a diverse set of experiences, of cultures, of lived experiences and worldviews around them, helping to inform them to make the best human-centered decisions and better serve their constituencies. And to our next generation of public servants, I would tell you my life's motto is to never discount an opportunity. Anything that comes your way, give it the due consideration that it requires, because you never know which opportunity will lead you down the path to become the person that you want to be. And if anything, you learn what you don't want to do by taking advantage of, of opportunities. Every move that you make should be a move forward in the right direction. And as you move forward, don't be afraid to look back and see how you can help and reach and lift up someone else. 
because at the end of the day, if one of us succeeds, we all succeed. And that's the beauty of living in this country, of being an American, of, of being you know, a part of a community, is that we are here to uplift one another. And when one of us is successful, we have the ability to bring that success and translate that success to others. College to Congress, a long-term investment with very short-term and meaningful returns. Daquan Bruce, thank you for being with us on the Facts About Packs podcast. And everybody listening, you can see in our show notes ways to get in touch with Daquan Bruce and C2C. If it's time to mix up your internship program or take things to a whole new level, I highly recommend you check out College to Congress. And thanks to everyone downloading and sharing the Facts About PACs podcast. As ever, employee-funded and business trade association PACs are the most transparent and regulated form of political giving. And NABPAC is dedicated to defending that record and championing the amazing PAC professionals who lead vital teams. Subscribe. Meet us right back here next week. On the Facts About PACs podcast. <laughs> <laughs>